Hello, hello. Welcome to the Reader Copy Podcast. It is Wednesday, April 5th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes, welcome, everyone. Hope you guys are ready for a great, fun podcast today. You know, try to uh, get ready for the podcast, get in the right mood every time we start a podcast. All right, everyone, settle down, settle yeah, down. Relax, relax. I tried to, um, to end the mood today. I made some Cinnabons. Try to get the, the smell on the air. Yeah. Try to get into like a, a real mood for the podcast, get comfortable. You had like icing? Added icing on the on the Cinnabons, baked. Do you smell in the room right now? Or every, no. in the room? You don't smell it? <laughs> Dang it. I'm trying to get come up with uh, podcasting rituals to get into the right. You're gonna make cinnabons every week. I think so. My, my, I'm gonna have to work those off by the end of each each time we record. But I think that's that's the a nice ritual. Get in the mood. You know, it's like making cookies for when you're doing open house. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, right. Get the smell in there. Trying to sell you know, something. You know, they they have that scent in just a spray can. In a spray can. Yeah. Like Axe makes it. <laughs> no, who makes it? But like. The smell of fresh baked cookies. They just spray it at an open house. Really? Yeah. And there's no, so there's no cookies actually. No, there are, to, no to people to take. there. Realtors aren't going to bake cookies. That's what I thought they did. Like, no. Isn't that a tactic they teach you in real tree school? They put um, food out sometimes and like um, maybe they'll buy a tray of cookies and they'll put it on a plate and then you just spray that scent in the air. Okay. Like Chips Ahoy or something and it's just you yeah, spray. Right. Okay. Okay. So this is the trickery they do nowadays. This is. Yeah. I mean, it's fake furniture, right? That furniture is not really the owners right it's right staged the the tvs are like cardboard boxes yeah right that kind of pisses me off every time i see that like what is mm-hmm. that i saw there's a trick people instead of having actual beds they have inflatable beds now of course put a blanket on top yeah because you got to move right so a lot of times when you're selling your home yeah um they actually rent like storage to put all your stuff in because they don't want to show your house with all your stuff all your crap you want to show it kind of like with minimal stuff makes the house look bigger minerals oh okay that makes sense and yeah. also like they can see themselves in the house because it's not it's not personalized stuff. someone's style it's right. the generic type of look exactly okay okay i could see myself baking some cookies in here that's what they're trying to get <laughs> i can see myself doing a podcast in this in this dinner table yeah i can <laughs> you think um like smells mm-hmm. influence your decision making it's it depends on how distracting it is so if you're walking by a store and you smell the food inside, oh yeah, that could change. Oh, I was gonna go to this restaurant, but now I'm gonna go here on the way somewhere. Yeah, that yeah. totally is a thing. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Like what restaurant, what fast food? Maybe is it like you get a whiff of it and just like okay, it turns your decision to go there. Because it's weird. Not all fast foods have the smell outside. A signature smell. Yeah, and I feel like the ones that you can, like they're forcefully pumping it out there. They have fans like pointing outward. Yeah. For some reason right okay. because like in and out i could smell an in and out burger from down the block i can yeah. smell it in my car driving next to it yeah have you ever like pulled and <laughs> made a turn and you're like oh yeah i guess i'm getting in and out right. now but if i pass by a wendy's or something I don't, I don't smell the wendy's that's true it's wendy's is good but it's not one of these they have a signature smell you can't see that yeah. as a candle you, you know would, what? you wouldn't buy that at a mall because <laughs> they're they're um grilling the meat right and i think that exhaust is like straight like pointed out to the, the streets to in at in and out yeah. I think so. I think they, they know what they got there. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't have a lot to sell, but they, they have the signature smell. Yeah. I think maybe like mine is Popeyes. Okay. Popeyes is a smell that I, I kind of like. Yeah. It's definitely the oilier foods have the smell. I guess so. Yeah. They have to hide the oil smell. Or... Like the oil is a strong smell already. I think it sticks in the air. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a thick smell. Yeah. All, that, <laughs> <laughs> all the oil is floating up the fumes out into the your breathable air. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 
Uh, I don't like. It's weird because like McDonald's, I think it does have a scent. They have so much stuff though. Yeah, th- their variety is it's so, um kind of mixed together. It's broad, yeah. right? But when I'm inside the McDonald's, I know I'm inside McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. It's almost not just the food. They might have like a specific kind of plastic that's that they use all the time, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, this is a McDonald's I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. You, you can have a blindfold, be in the McDonald's, and you know it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I think that's a thing. I went to McDonald's recently and they're, I would say they're cutting edge as far as fast food goes. They're Okay. They're top notch. Yeah. Honestly, like they invented fast food, right? In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I always applaud them for this. They integrated their <laughs> McCafe line of, <laughs> of coffees not and an coffee drinks. I'm just saying this, like. They saw what Starbucks is doing, oh. and they're like, we're going to take a chunk of that out, out, away from them. Yeah. And they did. Do you think they really did? Yeah. Or is it just like, I'm going to get a Big Mac. Might as well get a, instead of going to Starbucks, I no, might exa- as well get- Exactly. Like, oh. I'm going, maybe I'm going to McDonald's and Starbucks. Now I don't have to go to Starbucks. Yeah. And McDonald's makes that extra two bucks or three bucks or whatever. Because like, I want a frap or something like that and a cheeseburger. Can, <laughs> can I do that at Starbucks? No. Have you ever, you do you enjoy those meals? Again? Getting a yeah. burger and a frap because that is a weird mix. Maybe not that. I mean, yeah. Breakfast, breakfast at work. So you kind of want something sweet, right? A McGriddle and a maybe a small frap. That's actually yeah, and a cheeseburger and a cheese and the fries. And- no, but sometimes you're going, you know, you're with a group of people. Okay. One person wants a frap. One person wants a quarter pounder. Right. Okay. Okay. That's a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then now, what I was going to say is they're cutting edge because. They have um, the screens now where you just order on a screen when you walk in and then you wait for your number. Whereas, um, you know, I've seen that maybe one other place, which is Taco Bell. Taco Bell has that? I've not seen that at Taco Bell yet. I always think of Taco Bell as behind the times. Uh, They're ahead on this front. Interesting. Okay. I'm thinking, look, okay, now they don't have to have anyone that speaks your language. You can just order straight to a screen. Yeah, the screen will translate for you if you, if you need it to. Yeah. Um, I went there, right? And I, I automatically, I've used this before. I know how it works. I've used screens before. Yeah. So I go walk in and place my order, right? Boop, boop, boop. And then um, some older people will come in, not even that much older than me, just someone that, d- I don't know what it is. They want to be served. I don't want to have to touch a screen. Oh, they just don't know that. Yeah, they do not. So they're, and McDonald's employees, they know that this is the scenario that people are just going to go and use a screen. So they're not even at the register anymore. They're not helping anybody. Yeah. All right. And this lady's yelling like, is anybody going to take my order? And then I think they're trained to be like, try to just force them to use the screen. Do they, do they point them to the screen? Like, Hey, here you go. Or I think, Cause it- then they're not, they're not, not doing anything. They're packing food. Yeah. They're on the job. But then they kind of be like, we'll be right there. But if you would like to use the screen, you can use the screen. But I think they're like, I'm going to not even help you if I, if I if can I'm, help it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but she didn't refuse to use the screen and I watched her wait. 15 minutes or something for someone to take her order. It's she, slow food by now. She'd rather do that than use the screen. I'm like, that's your fault. You should have had a real burger. Don't get a McDonald's for that. No, I don't know what it yeah. is. I think she is just... Behind the times. Well, I, I want to say like, she's just staunch in her opinion. I'm not... No one's going to change my ways. She's a a, a McDo Karen. <laughs> 
<laughs> McDonald's carrot. A McCarran. A McCarran. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've uh, seen some people at a fast food that don't get it. Like, uh-huh. I was at a Burger King once. And then someone had their meal ready and yeah. like the ladies at the counter, like, okay, here's, here's whoever, whoever's name it is, yeah. you know? And then the guy's sitting on the chair, is like, oh, waving his hand, like, come to come, me. Yeah, come to me. And then, <laughs> is it, people get the deal, right? And when you go to fast food, you're supposed to go and get, pick up your food. Yeah. And the, um, the, the service person, the person trying to sell food is like, no, you come here. Like, I, like yeah. Are you tipping them? Are, is there, was there a hostess when you entered? Yeah. <laughs> a valet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I wouldn't. That doesn't make any sense. It's really strange. Does the person know. look like they'd never had fast food before? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's very possible they just came from a different country because it did see, seem like that vibe. Oh, okay. But still. I think I, other countries don't do that either. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I really don't know how it is different customs. Look, if you got to get your own drink, you can get your own food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, there are different like customs for the wait staff, whatever. Like, do you tip or not? And like, uh-huh. how do you the attitude you have? Like, I think Americans have this thing about the waiters. Like, you kind of want them on your side so they don't spin your food. Yeah, I think that's not a worry. Other countries, sure. Yeah, here, um, I, I you know I'm pro tipping, and I think they deserve to be tipped for their efforts. Right? Yeah. Uh, but then now what I'm noticing is when you do the little iPad signature and they're like, okay, fill this out like you want to leave a tip. Mm-hmm. Um, the minimum now is like 18%. What do you mean? Uh, like the attitude that they're given off? No, or, like the, or in the actual pad? The actual pa- no iPad. No way. Serious? You know, there's like three options, right? Usually it's 15, 20, 25. It is, yeah. Now it's like 18, 20, 25. And I'm like, custom number. <laughs> Zero? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> I'm just saying like... I don't mind giving tip, but the minimum tip is 15. <laughs> I want to say it too. Right? And I usually pick like 20, but I'm just saying you're forcing the hand It's now. not get over here. Mm-hmm. You just don't even touch the iPad. You just turn around back on them. <laughs> How much do you think you get? <laughs> and you know what? I think tipping waiters is appropriate and, and bussers and stuff. Yeah. You're, I'm just at the counter now tipping. Yeah. What is that? I, that came out of nowhere, right? Uh-huh. I think after like coffee shops started to do it, then it just infected every other order at a counter type thing. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. And I don't know if I, I love it. I, I, I mean, people deserve to get paid, but also it's like maybe the their bosses should pay them too. <laughs> I think other countries agree with that. Like their bosses should pay them. Yeah, they get paid appropriately. Yeah, enough. But, you know, some places, depending on where you work, because like the price of a meal at a place, the higher it is, the more tip you get. True. They make a lot of money on tip. Is that true? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially like you're, let's say, a bartender at a oh, very yeah. popular place. Which popping, yeah. You would make way more on tips. You would make more on tips just that in cash than if you you know you get paid without tips but a minimum wage or higher or something like that yeah yeah but you're smart like that's one of those things where it's heavily yeah. your ratios in the tip version a bartending specifically yeah. the thing about tips too is you don't have to claim all of it on tax oh because it's cash mm-hmm. it's well, tax well cash is cash cash is cash yeah what, do we want this out there <laughs> it's tax season right now <laughs> oh i forgot i have to do my taxes <laughs> stop the podcast stop the presses yeah um yeah i, I need to do my taxes 
so maybe we'll just move on. Let's do it. I want you to explain the show. Here at Read a Cop, we have three different parts. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And we got a fun one today. It's called Shirtless Bear Fighter. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories. What uh, entertainment have we been enjoying this week? Let's get into the news. I think the last remaining like pre James Gunn DC movies are coming out. True. We had um, Shazam a couple weeks ago. Black Adam. Black Adam. Yeah. Is that past the news? Yeah. Yeah. We have Flash coming soon. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've heard almost only good things about. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise right. is like yeah. It's a he made one a pretty good movie recently. Tom he's Cru- like Flash is good. Knows movies. Won't call him a movie star. <laughs> And then the last one coming, which I want to say this maybe could be in the James Gunn like universe. Yeah. Is the Blue Beetle movie. Now we got uh at the time of this recording, we don't have the trailer yet, but we have noticed that there's a trailer coming tomorrow. So, yeah. so <laughs> just by the, the time you hear this, the trailer is out. So let's react to that. Oh, wow. Wasn't it great? Look at- that was a funny part. I like that scene. I really like how the beetle was blue. You know, in the beginning, when they show a bunch of clips of the trailer and then the trailer starts? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the movie's coming out here. Okay, perfect. Right, yeah. Um, from what I've seen, in, as far as like um, behind the scenes leaked images, uh, I think I'm going to like it. You think? I think... I'm a, I'm turned with some of the leaked uh, clips. There's like one clip out already. You turned? I'm turned. I kind of like it now. So, I, yeah. I, had, I had low hopes for this, if I'm being honest. I like the Blue Beetle character. I think he's cool, but I always think of him as B minus tier. Really? Yeah. He's not A tier, right? And I think he's a little bit higher than C, so B, but also like B minus. <laughs> okay. I don't know. His. I feel like his powers is maybe more powerful than people in his rank. Like, you know what I mean? He's pretty strong. Strong. Okay, I'll give you that. It's uncalculable. I like um, the, well, th- this version that we're getting yeah. is Hispanic. So I, I like the diversity element to it. You, true. Yeah. The um, untapped power of the beetle. That's fun. Right. Like you kind of realizing what it is. Jaime Reyes, he's a, he's a young guy. So mm-hmm. you're getting the younger audience. I think that's what we're getting from this trailer is yeah. like, because he's a college student the, right. at the time of the, the story. So I think they're trying to get kind of younger folk to enjoy the movie, like the cool people. They should, yeah. They had like little Uzi Vert in the uh, <laughs> is the soundtrack. So it's okay. like okay, they're appealing to a different audience. It's not Eminem. It's not. <laughs> I um I like the actor he's from Cobra Kai. Yeah, and he's he's also from Parenthood. Oh, yes. Both shows I love. I didn't know that. He's in the later seasons. Yeah. Okay. Can you uh, pronounce his name? Jaime Reyes. <laughs> no, the, the actor. Oh, the actor. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. Z- Z- Zoo? I don't know how to say it. I don't. I'm not sure. I think he doesn't know how to pronounce it either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, again, I like the character a lot, mainly because um, he's very high tech, and the lore of the character because he's the second Blue Beetle, right? And the lore of, of it, the first Blue Beetle. Um, Ted Cord. It was very low tech, kind of. It's it's like well, he's high tech in in that retro time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So I like. It's like he, we're following the second generation of him, but the first one he doesn't even really have a relationship with. And it's a very different kind of superhero. Yeah, that's true. Like the retro crime fighter beat him up, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like an old school Batman. Exactly. Imagine the the first version of your hero is Adam West Batman. Yeah. And then you're like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's true. That's true. Like, and you get that vibe of Jaime Reyes in the little clip I saw because mm-hmm. he like flies up into space. Yeah, it's yeah. like Iron Man one where he's like over like oh I'm too powerful right now. Yeah, up into space looking down on Earth. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna enjoy this movie. I think it has potential. I think it might have some laughs uh, with George Lopez in the thing. Right. Yeah, George Lopez plays his uncle. I think is that what it is? I believe so. Um, George Lopez, I'm, the most I've known of him is the George Lopez show. Yeah. Me specifically on Nick at Night. On Nick at Night. But he, he also had a late night show. Later, yeah. Did you know that? Was it like on TBS? I think so. Yeah, like near Conan, right? I think Conan took over. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah that time. And then now he has like another show. I think it is. It's like he's the, playing this almost the same thing. It's very close, right? I think he's it's He's playing like, George Lopez. I, I can believe that too. That's a common <laughs> thing now. I think it's like Lopez family or something like that. I think it's like Lopez versus Lopez. Okay, okay. And then he's like, it's all inside jokes, bringing the old cast members to the new show. Right. And it's like inside jokes. Eh, I remember yeah. them. Who's the best Lopez? Since it's Lopez versus Lopez. We got- Probably the grandma. No, I was thinking like we got Jennifer, J-Lo, J-Lo. Um, Mario Lopez. Oh, wow. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a secret heater. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> up there as far as Lopez's. <laughs> Back in the city by the bell time. What else we got? I don't, I don't know, know any other Lopez's. Yeah, George. It was George Lopez in the mix. Is yeah. he the best Lopez? I you could say that. Some would argue that. J-Lo's the most famous, but it's not yeah. like... I, I can't name a... I, I can only name one song. Which is? J-Lo from the block. Is that what is it? <laughs> it's not even the name of the song. <laughs> Jenny from the block, right? Yeah. There you go. Bike, I don't like her movies. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, that's a minus. I think I will like George Lopez in this. Blue Beetle is what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. I wonder um, who the villain will be. Uh, I don't know. Are there other Egyptian uh, like related things? Contra is the villain? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It is an Egyptian thing because huh? it's a scarab. It's a scarab, yeah. A beetle. I think it's like a mythical, yeah. like actual like insect magic. And that's what he gets powers from. It's just high tech because it's like, that's what he can imagine. Ah, uh, okay. I think. Yeah. I think it's like a Green Lantern, whatever you can imagine. So um, in the, the, what I've seen in like the cartoons and stuff, uh, the scarab talks to him a la like Venom symbiote right right do you think that's what you want to in the movie I think that'd be fun just another element to play with it yeah you know with these comic book people they try to see from other comic book people as far as yeah. what's working mm-hmm. and Venom if you think about it it is a success in, in the movie sure. franchises so they might steal that yeah I, I think it's gonna be good uh, again you said it's kind of targeted to younger audience yeah I think that's a, the right way to, to do it. The TikTok generation. Yeah. I think that they want, almost maybe want this as their Spider-Man. I can believe that. Yeah. The young guy. Do you want this to be part of the James Gunn thing? or Because if it's not, this was probably the only movie of this we're going to get, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm still not thinking it's going to be like a multiple movie franchise on it. It's just, we just got like a little leak thing so far. I'm not 100% sold on it. I don't necessarily would bet on it yet to be part of the DC, new DC universe. How about you? I, I wouldn't mind if it is. I'd say go for it. We know they have are going to have younger characters already because like Batman's going to have Damian Wayne. That means he's had previous Robins already probably. Okay. Yeah. So there's like that generation of characters already. The Maybe not the Justice League age, but the generation next. Okay. Yeah. Young Justice type thing. Yeah. So uh, if that... Could be a, a thing down the line, a Young Justice movie. I would be all about it. So you really like the Young Justice thing a lot more than the uh, Young Avengers? Young Avengers, don't do that. That makes no sense. No one wants it. Young Justice, however. <laughs> <laughs> the fans are raving. I mean, who doesn't want that? 
Big question. Okay. I I think uh, that's like a down the road type thing. I think we're getting to Young Avengers now just because we're like running out of superheroes a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I get it. Why they want it. And I think the Young Avengers, who we could kind of guess is in there now. I like those actors. Oh, yeah. Would probably be like. Uh, Haley Steinfeld and Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, yeah, those characters. I think they're pretty good actors, so okay. But um, I just like the young, uh, young Justice characters more. Yeah, you like the uh, the cartoon, right? That was a pretty great cartoon. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I see this guy. I see how he could be a Spider Man type and kind of be a through line, mm-hmm. a perspective of the audience, because mm-hmm. that's what they're using Spider Man for, really, right. so far. Yeah, and look, he's trained by Cobra Kai, so he knows how to fight and. Uh, <laughs> I put all my money behind Blue Beetle. Who's the Cobra Kai guy, the blonde guy? Uh, Johnny Lawrence, the character. Johnny Lawrence, yeah, yeah. yeah. Play have him play Ted Cord. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> he's a, he's a science guy. I don't know. Uh, sticking with the younger characters in comics, um, do you remember the Scott Pilgrim movie? I do. Of course, I do. That was a great one. That's a, a really good comic book. It's more of like um, a love story meets video game tropes kind of thing, right? Yeah, 8-bit video games yeah. and all that. The movie was great. They're coming out with um, an animated series. An anime. Really? It's anime. Okay. It's an anime. Uh, so it's not going to look like the comic. I thought it would look like the comic. And maybe it'll be like a cross between the two. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's announced breaking from variety. Mm-hmm. The movie cast, almost all of them are coming back to voice the anime. That's perfect, right? You yeah. just kind of hear their voices. It's going to fit perfect already. I mean, each of the roles were already on point with uh, Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim himself. Mm-hmm. And there's some like really famous uh, people in the, in the movie that we're definitely like not as big as they are now. That's like, true. You kind of forget we're in the movie. I mean, we're talking like Chris Evans, Aubrey Plaza, Brie Larson. They're all coming back to replace their roles. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if um, Brandon Routh is. <laughs> Brandon Routh? Oh, but, he's uh, not? I liked his character. The the vegan type yeah. thing? That, that was where like it makes sense because he was doing this whole Dragon Ball Z vegan yeah. power thing. Right. Like that just screams anime, especially the old school really? anime. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's where... I want to see. But uh, it is an action type thing, even though it's yeah. a scrawny bassist guy. There's a lot of action in the comic too. Right. It harkens to anime the whole time. So I'm excited for this. Do you know what it's going to be on Netflix, I think? It's going to be on Netflix. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they had this whole announcement. Like they got so much of the cast. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing Ramona Flowers again. So that's, right. uh, that's a perfect fitting from the get go. Here's who I'm most excited about. Kieran Culkin is coming back. Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Uh, he's been a, a great star on Succession recently. Yeah. Loving that show. He fit for that character too uh i want to see him back with his his name yeah kiernan do you think there's another kiernan in the world i think his name is kieran is it kieran yeah k-i-e-r-a-n oh is it oh i thought, it was, I thought there's two n's no okay kieran i can believe is that. there another kieran in the world let me ask you this is there another mccul mcculkey <laughs> um that's like a no right not as cute <laughs> Yeah, I was just wondering about this. There's got to be no other McCulkies before him. <laughs> I really um, like the movie. And if the... Because the movie, I feel like, yeah, it's kiddish. 
but it it had like mature jokes. Yeah, and it is like a, a love story, right? Yes. So I hope the the anime sticks with that kind of humor, but you know, with more unbelievable action because it's animated. I think so. I think we're gonna lean more heavy on that because uh, let me. There's like uh, dream sequences in the movie. Yeah. There's like the gigantic. Remember gorilla fighting the dragon. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like stuff like that. Visuals mm-hmm. just could be a lot easier, maybe believable in an anime. Is there another movie, maybe something similar to this comic book movie that you'd like to see animated with the same cast coming back? Oh wow! So does it have to be a comic book thing? I mean, this is a comic book podcast. That's so true. That's true. Probably. That's true. Uh, do you have one off right off the bat? Uh, not necessarily. Like, maybe like um, what? To, maybe like a Watchman. A Watchman. Okay. Yeah. Not that the cast was you know remarkable in that, but I'd like to see a Watchman just to see something. Again. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I have one off the bat as far as getting it animated. I doubt it have to be something high action, high octane. I doubt they would do it, but like Christian Bale, Batman. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I wouldn't do a voiceover work. I don't think. I think majority of it is he kind of looks like Batman already and he can do oh really i think i think a lot of it is his facial thing right he delivers he's an actor's actor he's wearing a mask (laughs) but christian bale is an actor like he's a great actor it's not just uh you want to see the visuals of him i think okay (laughs) can you imagine if he does the the um physical transformation he does just to do voice acting (laughs) he gets super skinny for the role or something like i've been training six months working out every day to do this voice acting yeah i've been eating 12 donuts (laughs) for every meal Uh, I think I think the Scott Pilgrim thing is gonna be dope because I what I also want is new songs. Remember the the songs, the soundtrack to that um, movie. I would like play that like it's like a regular remember, album on my on my iPad. <laughs> my there's iPod. a band. There's a band, and their song was called "So Sad." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really good. So sad. That was the whole song. <laughs> the, the, their band name was Sex Bubble. Yeah, remember that's that? right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that that comes out on Netflix. I'm glad to see that the original cast is coming back. What has Michael Sarah been doing? I, I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, switching over, Amazon is getting in the game too. They've had great comic book um, adaptations like The Boys, um, Invincible. That's right. And I think now they want to explore even more and even like create comic book properties, new ones. And to help them spearhead this, they've hired uh, one of the best of all time, Joe Caseta from Marvel, who was like chief uh, uh, chief executive officer. No, it was chief editor in chief. Editor in chief. <laughs> I got succession in my head. <laughs> uh, editor in chief during like the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, during like the the Marvel Knights era of yeah. stuff. So I think I think he's actually leading like their television movie stuff yeah. on Amazon. Right. So. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Like they're really getting a uh, like uh, Kevin Feige Jr. <laughs> Kinda right. Yeah, to to lead this stuff. I mean, he knows comics, right? So I I don't think he what what it is is I think he gets like first look. First look. Okay. So I think like he's almost like a consultant kind of thing where it's like they ask him what he thinks they should do with certain properties if it's a good idea to make it into a movie or a show or something like that. Yeah, your name. Because yeah. I think a lot of these comic book creators they have their independent stuff that they own and right. obviously. Obviously they're shopping it around or at least like but they wanted, that's yeah. where, probably where the money is nowadays uh-huh. when you're a comic book writer you your hopes are you can get a living wage but now i think you, there's promise of like getting 
TV, movie yeah. money. The biggest one I can think of that I don't know if it's even possible, but we've mentioned this all the time. Oh, yeah? Saga. Oh, yeah. Could that happen? I think it could happen now because there's some image properties that Caseta, I think, is going to be like looking over. Right. That uh, is already bought by Amazon, mm. which is like uh, Witches by uh, Scott Snyder, yeah. that, that horror comic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 8 Billion Genies by a charged soul. Okay. That's image thing. So I think he's looking at these image things and like, hmm, scratching my chin. Is this a good thing for Amazon to take over? Would you want Amazon to have Saga? I want them to finish these other things like The Boys <laughs> and... Uh, and invincible to maybe like yeah. like maybe those have off seasons that they can devote a lot to saga because that's a big undertaking. Yeah. Also, they also made Rings of Power, which I'm not. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, I don't know if Amazon is like my ideal place for something like that for anything to sit. Yeah, I mean, they um they have a big business. I don't know if it, it'll take a lot of money to make it. Right. Well, yeah. So I mean, like Netflix is not going to do it. Well, Netflix might, but they have like the Miller uh, World stuff. Miller World. Uh, Disney's not going to do it. Yeah. And HBO's probably not going to do it because they got the DC stuff. Even though, yeah, I I don't think they would. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like Amazon only. (laughs) We have to start one. (laughs) You don't want to see it on like the Roku channel or (laughs) Tubi? Quibi? Quibi. I... I think uh, maybe just don't do it then. Let's just not do it. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> I don't want to be disappointed with it. Uh, Could be animated. Animated? Okay. All right. I think they would they would have to get some great um, voice actors involved. Someone that's yeah. promised already. Maybe a big name there. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what Amazon's going to take next now that uh, Caseta's joining the team. Well, they do have like a joint thing yeah. with the Sony people because mm. they're going to be doing live action Spider-Man stuff. That's right. On Amazon. Yeah. So like, I think the first thing that he's overseeing right now uh, is the Silk Spider Society property, which is from Spider-Man, like that Silk character. Mm, okay. So like the, I don't know, what's it? Lord and Miller type stuff. Yeah. Section of things. It's hard for me to get excited about that. I'm not sure if I'm convinced yet, but it's like, I, I kind of did not, did not know this was happening. Happening. I don't like how um, it's like three steps removed now from Marvel. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a shaking of hands. I mean, it's like you pass it, it give it to Sony. Sony's giving it to Amazon. So now it's like... <laughs> Is it even Marvel anymore at this point? I don't know. It's it's uh it's, it's ancestry.com's it's like barely it's like 20 it's like 12% your Marvel still. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're like 50% Sony now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might as well be a video game by now. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the news this week. Um if you haven't already guys, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy podcast. We'll be back next week with a brand new show every week, so you won't want to miss it. Just hit that follow button. Absolutely. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast, where we can talk about the comic news over there, too. All right. Let's get into the book that you chose this week. It is called Shirtless Bear Fighter. To be honest, I was really looking to laugh this week. So I was looking, uh, just perusing the internet. I found uh, a list of like different funny, like the best funniest comic books to do mm-hmm. on Reddit. I was looking okay. at at them. I was like looking at, I was looking at the list things we've already done before, and I saw this name, shirtless bear fighter, and I was thinking, I know all those words individually. <laughs> 
what the heck kind of a comic book is that? And then I just saw like the comments like plus one on shirtless bear fighter plus one like that's that's a that's a recommend from my end. So I had to take a look at it and giving it a read. I'm like, man, this is pretty funny. Like this is, yeah, uh, is. dumb fun, right? The whole whole story. So I, I thought, okay, we got to pick it for the for the podcast this week. Um, this is coming out of Image Comics in 2017. Um, the first story is uh, five issues, but we're just going to be doing the first three today just to give you a taste of the story. But apparently there's a there's a sequel to this whole thing aptly named Shirtless Bear Fighter 2. Wow, interesting. Uh, and our uh, creators today, um, our artist, Neil Vendril, to be honest, he I, I haven't seen his name on, or their name on a different things before. Uh, they've worked on a comic called Red Fork. Uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I've never heard of that. Yeah. This is, I think, one of these kind of more quiet comics. It's not a big name. I've seen a lot before, but I think it was a good read. Our uh, writers today, there's a writing team. There's two people on it. Um, Jody Lehuit, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, they worked on The Weatherman, which is another image comic. Um, and apparently Jody edited uh, your a lot of different things. One of your favorites, Uncanny X-Force. Nice. Yeah, that specifically the Remender uh, line. Uh, they edited for Deadpool, Strange Tales for Marvel, Quantum and Woody for Valiant. Oh, so nice. I think that's another funny thing. I, yeah. I considered that one for this week, but I really like this read. Uh, Sebastian Gurner, I think is how he pronounces the other writer today. Now Sebastian's worked on Scales and Scoundrels. I think that's like a like a young adult story comic book. Okay. Um, Devil's Red Bride. I think another comic. I don't know what the story is there, but it's on their website. Apparently, Sebastian also started a comic book studio with a couple people called TKO Studios. And is the editor-in-chief of that nice. company. So I think that's pretty cool. You know, um, It sounds like a lot of our creators today are like throughout the industry, not always behind the the pencil, right? Right. But uh, different uh, positions. Uh, so just to kind of give you the whole vibe of this comic book, it's like an, an irreverent, like old cartoon type thing, like, like something on uh, Adult Swim or something. I was going to say that, yeah. Right? Very like Venture Brothers-esque. Very much so. And, uh so just get into that. A lot of testosterone, maybe, throughout the whole thing. <laughs> um, let's get into it. We open up on these uh, this couple that is out in the forest, and um, they're having a nice picnic. It's like a nice, sweet little thing. They made their way out there into the forest, and they're they're making out as couples do. Uh, when suddenly, out of nowhere, a bear comes from behind and scratches at the woman, and is uh, pulling at her shirt. And it's a, a beast, an animal attacking them, and they kind of go into into a run to get away from the bear. It's funny because the guy pretty much leaves the girlfriend. Like he's already way ahead of her, and he, like his pants were down, so now he's like trying to hold them back up. <laughs> and the the woman trips, and the bear is literally like inches away, about to maul her. And then walking slowly into the forest, in, just into sight, we see this like buff guy <laughs> with a full uh, black beard, uh, completely naked, just kind of <laughs> slow, cool walking in about to fight this bear. Like he's like censored in the private area. Yeah, pixelated. but it's a it's a large censor. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, completely nude. Just walking <laughs> in there to save the day because he's gonna fight off this bear. Believe it, a shirtless bear fighter. <laughs> the bear like roars right in his face, so he literally just like punches it straight in the face, like cold cocks it. 
it's a full off fight and this bear is like dumbfounded like who is this guy fighting me and he the, the fighter bear hugs the bear and <laughs> does like a wrestling move you know twist back or what do you what do you call this a suplex suplex this is the it's bear called a twist back is that <laughs> and just like is like f- duking it out with this bear punching as the bear claws at him but it's no match the the bear is knocked out and this whole time the pixelation is like swinging back and forth everywhere <laughs> uh, just just so that, you know it's in your face it's right there <laughs> And the man just picks up the bear and puts it on his back and is carrying it like it's its prey. And he carries it back into his house in the forest. And of course, his house is made out of bears. <laughs> so he has like a cabin style house, but like the walls on the outside are like bear skin, I guess. Yeah. And waiting there at the house, like kind of like around the corner. It looks like um, a bunch of like FBI agents. Yes, this uh, this main head guy there, Director Burke. Uh, he, I think of him as like an old school uh, cop type, like in the old right. movies, like a, like Die Hard or yeah, like a Danny Glover, Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon type, right, with graying and everything. And apparently, he knows this person that's that's living in this bare house. And Burke is talking to his like a partner, um, a detective Silva, and she's like a, a spry young person that's right. just getting into the the organization, learning stuff from Burke. And Burke's like, "Trust me, we have to uh, surprise this person. Um, you know, follow the rules here, agent, and you know, just follow what my my word." And they're trying to like sneak in but before they could um kind of like surprise shirtless he jumps over like the house and grabs uh burke by the neck and he's like what do you guys think you're doing here right so they're the ones that got like ambushed yes so it's a old relationship old friendship between the two of them and burke is like getting strangled by this shirtless (laughs) character and he's like, um, I'm, I came here on order of the president shirtless and the world needs the bear fighter. <laughs> so he's trying to like recruit him back in. And it's funny because he's completely naked. Yeah. All of the other detectives, like every now and then just like turn away. Oh, man, that's his, that's his <laughs> member right there in between his legs. Uh, I cannot see that. And he's saying like, um, we need you back because the bears are attacking. And Shirtless is like, don't worry, I'm taking care of all the bears. And he's like, no, they're attacking the city. (laughs) Apparently, like, all over, the bears are attacking, making their way into where the populace is and making a rampage. Um, and so the president needs some uh, hero, a, a forgotten hero to save the day. <laughs> they um, go inside and um, he's eating flapjacks now, right? Yes. It's funny because he's eating. He doesn't offer anyone else food, yeah. right? And they're talking about like whether he, he's willing to go in or not. And uh, Detective Silva's like, oh, I can't believe he's eating pancakes right now. And he gets really pissed off that she calls it pancakes instead of flapjacks. <laughs> he like slams the table, right? And Burke's like, oh, she's new, okay? They're called, they're called flapjacks, okay? <laughs> and uh, there's just like a whole like um, montage of different uh, soldiers in cities fighting off these bears. But apparently like these bears are new. They're like stronger than ever, like they're monsters, they're almost like... On a mission, taking out the, the regular people. <laughs> it's funny because like, they have like machine guns and tanks and they can't stop a bear. And uh, shirtless, he looks out the window and is like, huh, I guess the game is pulling me back in. But, uh, apparently he's a known bear fighter. <laughs> and then like, uh, he's like, you know, I'm not going to do this for free. And uh, Burke's like, oh, I know. We've already brought your payment. And it's like these helicopters bring in crates 
of just flapjacks and maple syrup. <laughs> like that's all he cares about. That's his payment. And shirtless, he just grabs like a stack of them, like a the flapjacks, like it's money. Yeah. And he's thumbing through them, like okay, this might this, this might real. be enough. And then he gets like the maple syrup, and he like he grabs the dollop of it and puts it in his teeth, like it's like cocaine. Like yeah. okay, that's the good stuff. <laughs> but he even tells him though, like no, I'm not gonna do it. I like vow to protect the forest where he lives. And he's just like, I'm, this is my place. No deal. And so uh, Burke and Silva fly up in their helicopter to get out of there. And it's like, well, that was a failed mission. Sorry, Silva. I, Burke, have not figured this out. I, I couldn't br- rope him back in. And um, it's they make it sound like shirtless is like a like a myth, like a legend. Like <laughs> yeah. really, if you think about it, he's like he's like a Tarzan. Yeah. Um. Even so, was still like I don't know why we're even wasting our time getting this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we see like uh, uh the background story on shirtless. Who the heck is this guy? And we see that he was a baby that was uh, raised by bears. Was, they all had like a whole bear community. Like they had houses, like, and they're like standing upright in this comic book, like all the bears. But they got a human baby and they're raising it. And it's funny because the baby has like a full beard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, there was a, a mother bear, there's a father bear that raised the baby, raised shirtless, except there was another one in the family that hated him, brother bear. Right, he's got like a like an eye patch and a snaggle tooth, it's and like he's an evil bear. He's the evil bear and hates hates his guts for being human, really. And his father bear was teaching him about nature and stuff, and that's where he kind of learned to have um, anger towards humans because he was watching them like all these construction and uh, lumber guys destroying the forest, like chopping all the trees down. And uh, so that's why he needs to protect the forest. But the big question is, if he's raised by bears, why does he hate them? Why does he fight them? So there's like a big mystery there that we're going to leave for now. But mm-hmm. he, we just see him back at his cabin, throw down the bear that he, he fought earlier onto the ground. And it kind of like just jolts like the, a, a big a past memory that's really makes him angry. And we see that there's like a lost love of his, this right. beautiful woman that's kind of died in his arms by the hands of a bear. We cut back to um, Burke and Silva. They're in a helicopter going back to the city. And- and they pretty much have like no game plan. They don't know what to do now, how to stop these bear attacks in the city. And then all of a sudden, flying by their helicopter is like a it's like a special jet, right? Wow. And then Burke's like, okay, he's in. It's like uh, shirtless is going to join us. And we see the we finally get a look of it. And it's a bear plane. <laughs> it's a plane that I guess is built out of bear parts. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a bear face and it's got fur all around it. And uh, he's like, okay, we finally got our hero to save the day as we get to the city now. And again, there's this rampaging bear in the city and (laughs) Shirtless just ejects out of his plane and falls through the bottom of his plane to throw a big punch at this bear. (laughs) Bear punch. He lands fist first. But what he doesn't realize is when he lands there, there's not one, but there's two bears attacking. Oh, crap. And you can just see the the red in the eyes of these bears that they're they're really like savage. Right? Yeah. From uh, left and right, they're trying to scratch at shirtless. So he's like trying to fight them both off. But he's outmatched. There's just two of them. And they're able to like throw shirtless like into a building, like through a wall. And this causes Burke to like be in shock. Like, oh, maybe, maybe even shirtless is not enough. Maybe he's, he's gone soft, maybe, possibly. And we see just a little uh, teaser of who's at to blame for this. 
we jump to uh, a toilet paper company. It's called Fuzzy Wipes. And I think this is like a play on like Charmin. Right. With the bears. Yeah. Toilet paper. And we see this guy who's got like this purple turtleneck and a white suit and like words gloves is drinking champagne, sitting back in his lounging chair at his desk. And he's he's like making a sinister people and a, a sinister look as he's um, kind of toasting to success, um, attacking. Uh, he's a, he's the reason for all these bears attacking, right? Right. Also in there is a bear brother. Remember that evil bear that hated shirtless? They have like joined forces now. And we see this guy, he's just like, uh, oh, do you want some of this champagne, brother bear? He's like, would you want water? I mean, no, not water because water is for poor people. Right. <laughs> and they, they cling to the downfall of shirtless bear fighter. The two bears that were attacking the city continue their destruction. And now they're like uh, about to attack these two kids. They're like playing in the streets. So Burke and Silva have to like jump in, even though they know they're kind of like no match for these bears. So Silva dives and tries to save one of the kids while Burke is like firing its gun at one of the bears. And they have to do this quick because this is like Avengers. Yeah, exactly. The government has decided to stop these bears. They're just going to nuke the whole city. <laughs> so they, they, they're dropping nukes. They fall, they fall from these jets and uh, any second now can fall to the ground except out of nowhere, shirtless, he breaks out of the rubble. <laughs> And he jumps into the air and he like jumps like he's the Hulk. Like he's like, yeah. like flying <laughs> and he grabs the two nukes um, and he uses them as like just like billy clubs, like bats to fight off the bears. And he's like swinging left and right, hitting each of the bears. And then he takes both of them and stuffs them into the mouths of the bears. <laughs> and then he kicks them, like punts the two bears away. And down the, the the city, and the city explodes, right? Yeah. But he's like slow-mo walking backwards away from the fire. His life is a movie. And uh, he, he saved the day, at least here, right? He, uh, he took down these bears as the, the whole crew, they go back to their headquarters. And there's just all of these calls about bears popping left and right in different cities all over the country, just attacking everywhere. So it's like a montage now of shirtless going around the country fighting these bears. They're like in Houston, uh, Atlanta, and all these places. It's like themed like the place, right? Yeah. He's just knocking out all these bears. And then you get to like Chicago and it's like the football team, Chicago Bears. <laughs> and then San Francisco, it's like a bunch of like big hairy gay guys yeah. he's fighting. Bears, right? Yeah. And uh, just all these different cities, he's saving the day. Even like Seattle, they're looking out through the, the sunset and he's like, he's talking to Burke. Burke is like, man, if you didn't save my butt back in the day, back when we were, we're buds, right? I wouldn't stand here today looking out and uh, being able to, to do what I do today. Uh, we were best friends back in Nam, Which it, it totally doesn't line up, <laughs> the timeline. Exactly. <laughs> but we get a flashback of them. Uh, and Burke is there. He's like a, a soldier. And he's about to get attacked by a panda bear. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Shirtless, who's also in the military, jumps in, fights the panda and saves Burke. And that's when they like become best friends or whatever. And uh, Burke, today on the rooftop, he hands a, a a letter from the bears to Shirtless. And Shirtless reads it and it just says, rawr, 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 from rawr. <laughs> and translation, we are coming, the bears. And he just crumples up the note and he's like, 
uh, I got to take them out. And then um, he meets up with um, Silva. And I guess Silva has explained to them that they've made a discovery that all the bears that were attacking, they had, um, I guess, some enzymes or something in them that they're eating in their stomach. And it connects to bacon. Yes. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I know who's behind this now. Because uh, there's only one person that makes this kind of bacon. <laughs> He uh, flies off in his jet to go find that person. And we see he flies down to kind of this um, rural area. And it looks very decrepit. And there's like there's like an old bin car on the front lawn. There's without any wheels. There's like broken windows. There's a tree literally growing inside of the house that they go to. And we see this character, uh, this guy, he's like half pig, half evil <laughs> wizard. Yeah. Um, and he's like conjuring up a spell. And apparently this is the person that made the, the evil bacon right. that mind controls the bears. It's the hillbilly warlock. And he looks like, um, it really, he looks like Mephisto because like a <laughs> big red cape. Right. But he has like a bear, uh, a pig face. Yeah. And he lives in like a trailer park. <laughs> The hillbilly warlock. Um, and he like talks all mystic and like, who dare comes my lair to my lair? The, the mountain mage. And it's the sh- it's shirtless. And he says, okay, hillbilly warlock, I came here in peace. I just want to find out why you are mind controlling all of these bears. And the warlock is like, it wasn't me. I just made a deal with that, that person in the white suit. that He just wanted my magic, my bacon, my delicious, crispy bacon. <laughs> and then uh, I guess the, the scent of it, we we're talking about smells earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's too strong that um, Shirtless has to like grab it and he starts eating the bacon, which then turns him like almost like super rageful. He turns into like a feral animal. And again, this human is mind controlled now by this uh, evil wizard. And it's pretty gross what the, what Hillbilly Warlock wants him to do now that he's mind-controlled is he wants him to butter his teats. Because <laughs> he's a pig. He's got several. Yeah. It's pretty gross. <laughs> as, as he, he, he well, That's what he wants him to do, I guess. And out of nowhere, like, a jolts of different memories go into Shirtless's head. He's, like, thinking about all of those lumberjacks that chopped down the forest uh, when he got booted out of the home of the bears. Like... Uh, the the guy in the white suit. It's just all of these different memories. Brother Bear, like make, being mean to him, right? Right. And just goes into full outrage and breaks out of the mind control. He smashes like the 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 wall, and that like terrifies Hillbilly Warlock. And now he's like, "You better tell me everything, or else I'll kill you!" Right? He's like scaring Warlock now, and he reveals that okay, the person that took up all of my my bacon and wanted all that power was uh, the person in charge of the toilet paper company, obviously. (laughs) And then um, I think it's like Silva discovers something that there's also more chemicals that the bears ate that was there to almost highlight the bacon, right? So that they would discover the bacon and um, Shirtless would go there to distract him. Yes. Because really they went to go attack the forest and his home that he swore to protect. (laughs) Finally, he's out of his home and the forest can be taken over his house his bear house is on fire right it's it's being torn down and he just falls to his feet it's like no <laughs> and they've already like started chopping down all the trees right and when he's like on his knees screaming no uh, a hand co- comes from behind and like billy clubs him knocks him out and turns out it's a uh, brother bear yes um and silva witnesses this whole thing uh 
Shirtless gets kidnapped, and all of the、uh, brother bears trying to trying to take over the forest. We go now to Silva. She makes her way to the toilet paper factory to、yeah. figure out who is this evil villain, and she's she has to find a way. It's like it's like a fortress. She looks through her binoculars, like all there's all these workers here. It looks almost like a like a theme park, also like from、yeah. the, it's like what I think it's like a, it's supposed to be like a Willy Wonka world because there's like people dressed in bear costumes and taking pictures of people. Yeah, so it's like there's like mascots and stuff there too. And inside, like in the factory, they have a shirtless bear fighter like tied up to a chair, and they've shoved toilet paper in his mouth so he can't talk. <laughs> and then、uh, Brother Bear enters the room. He's like, "Hello, brother. Tell me, how does it feel to be weak, to be a human?" Uh, to be so fragile.、Um, tell me, how was it for your lady back in the day? You'll be with her soon, and it's like <laughs> monologuing to. This guy's like a like a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah, but really, the brother bears the henchman because、yeah. the real villain comes in. This guy, his name is Jackson Lager, <laughs> and it's funny because like he sits down in front of、um, shirtless, right? But he sits down on a golden toilet. Yeah. And like literally, like poops in front of him, so that he can rub it in his face. Like、uh, I, I've chopped down all your trees just to make toilet paper. <laughs> he's a, he's a businessman, right? He needed Charles out of the way to steal all of that wood to to wipe his butt. And、uh, he's like monologuing again. He's like, okay,、uh, just you're just gonna sit from here and see as I build my toilet paper empire. <laughs> And、um, Shirley can't do anything to 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 stop him except when Jackson and Brother Bear walk out of the way. We see S- Detective Silva, and she snuck in using one of those bear costumes. Right. So she's trying to free Shirley. Right. Pulls the toilet paper out of his mouth. And she's she's like has to carry shirtless out like he's almost like weak now and powerless. And as they go into another room, they see the workers that are、um, packaging all this toilet paper, and all the workers are actual bears. They've been like captured and forced to work. Yes, and、uh, they get found out by Brother Bear, and he says, "Don't let them escape." And then shirtless just gets into a rampage as he pulls off the shirt that he was wearing, and goes into a fall all-out fight against these henchmen bears,、um, and is able to get out of there. He just throws another bear punch, and so they sneak out into the woods.、Uh, they make their way there through a, a helicopter. They, they they hide in a cave as、uh, Detective Silva takes off her her bear costume, and it's kind of like this oh will they won't they moment between the <laughs> two of them,、uh, and she's like do you mind? And then you really. Just feel like oh man, there's romance here. <laughs>、um, well, he then like holds off because he remembers his previous love, right? Yes. And he starts telling the story of、uh, her name was Clementine,、mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a, a Jungle Book style story. Sure, yeah. Where he's in the forest and he sees a pretty girl there, and then he falls in love. He's this is back when he was completely naked still. Still, yeah. <laughs> and、uh, he falls in love with this human woman, right? Which then like the bear society is with like like. Like oust him, they kick him out for being with a human, and they like run away together. But then I think like she had an evil brother that also didn't like that she was with shirtless, and turns out that evil brother is Jackson Logger. Oh my God, it's all connected. That's that's why shirtless hates him, and so、um, Jackson would not let them be together, right? And so Clementine again runs away into the forest, tries to be with shirtless. But who's waiting there? But Brother Bear, and it's a it's a scary sight as Shirtless finds his、uh, his girlfriend there, kind of、uh, killed by the bears. And this is the moment. This is finally the moment we see where Shirtless kind of swears off all bears and is like, 
you know, I, I can't be with the bears anymore. Not not a single one, not even my family. Right. Especially brother bear. And it's like daytime now. They've hid in this cave the whole night. And Burke has arrived by helicopter and he's like, uh, why don't you guys come out now? Uh, we can like move forward from this. And when they leave, uh, get outside the cave, you realize behind him is all the bears that work for the toilet paper factory. They're surrounded, right? There's like a lot of them. They capture them. And it's they realize like Burke has set him up. Crap. Uh, how could he? How could he? They've been friends forever. They were back in Nam friends. <laughs> and um, from behind, he gets swamped by all these other bears. And Sherlock is just taking a wailing, trying to fight off his brother bear. But, um, he, you know, there's, there's a whole crew of them. He's getting he's getting attacked. Sherlock, all he can do really is run away and live to fight another day. And so what he does is he he jumps into the, the creek, the river nearby, and he swims off and he swims off like a salmon, like he's like, <laughs> like a plank. He goes upstream, like up the river. And everyone's watching like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and so he... he Floats downstream up the up the river, and then uh, he makes his way, and he just like it's raining now. He's sad. He's he's bleeding out. He gets up, and all he sees are just stumps. All of these different trees are chopped up by all the lumberjacks, and he sees all his failing there that he cannot protect the forest. And he he sees another bear is behind him, about to maybe attack him, but he sees who is it? It's Father Bear. <laughs> He's like, we need to talk. <laughs> and uh, that's where we're going to end the story there. Uh, it's just a freaking ridiculous story about a, a, a guy that fights bears naked. It's funny because it got like serious at the end. <laughs> I, I guess though. I mean, it's like dealing with these like old, maybe 80s, 90s tropes of a hero. Yeah. I guess like a cop thing maybe. I don't know what started this, but like finding the old great action guy yeah like you have to go to the cabin to recruit him it's like an old trope i don't even know where it started from yeah someone that's just like uh isolated to get out of society it's like we like, gotta go get him back in it's like uh isn't that what the rock is like the movie the rock well i mean that guy was in prison okay it was something like that right you have to get the old guy that has has fought we, we know can live up yeah. to being a but hero specifically living in a cabin oh really that's a trope okay okay yeah. and and i think this is playing into that right the whole yeah. thing is just jokes about this the 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 old guy that's been he said like at a certain point burke he's like i've been to the 18 different uh, american conflicts right it's yeah. like that's impossible how can you be in 18 different wars <laughs> yeah. his reason for betraying them too is like uh it's almost like the country doesn't care about veterans no and they care more about like rich toilet paper conglomerates <laughs> yeah. uh i think this is like one of those comics that just always flies under my radar it's like i could see a, like a writer trying to sell this to me at a comic book convention right yeah and you could just see it's like independent book yeah you could just see like a banner that says shirtless bear fight it's like oh what is that yeah and then they're gonna try and sh- sh- tell the whole story I'm like okay i guess that's that's interesting right. but yeah. i like it i wrote this andrew it and uh, <laughs> i'm at a table by myself <laughs> But I, I think this is a good one. This is a good one of those. Definitely, when you said um, on a lot of people's list for like funny comics, yeah, this is very funny. It's ridiculous. Uh, it might not be for everybody, but if what you've heard so far sounds like it, maybe you'd enjoy it. There's, yeah. there's a story to follow up. It's um, maybe just high octane testosterone. That's that's the feeling of this this comic. Um, that was shirtless bear fire. Let's go ahead and jump into side story. I like to get serious, if I may. Okay. I want to talk about um, race relations. Oh, okay. <laughs> and racism in America. All right. 
Um, if you if you didn't know this, I'm Asian. Oh, I didn't know that actually. <laughs> um, so when I think about it in America, if you think about like the diversity and stuff, right? Um, and stuff. Yeah, you know the the stuff around it. Okay. Adjacent stuff. So there's like you could say I, I'm not trying to offend anybody, mm. but uh, there's a going? group that would be let's say white America. Okay. <laughs> like white Americans? Yeah. Let's yeah. say that, right? So think I, I said that. So that's one group. <laughs> and then you'll say black Americans. Okay. That's another group, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is where it starts to maybe um, bracket off a little bit. Well, you'll say Hispanics. So I'd say a large majority of that in America would be Mexican. But then there's also... Other like South America and I don't, I don't, Spanish you know, people, Spanish, um, Cuban, Puerto Rican, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Dr. So there's you know there's a large chunk that is one thing, one nationality, but then there's other ones that fit into that category that are smaller. And then when you say Asian American, right? Yeah. I do you think in other races when they say Asian American, it's one group or because I think that's the most compartmentalized. Uh, race because i think i know your you know what i'm trying to say yeah when you say asian there's a whole bunch that are maybe a more equal share of that asian group yeah yeah chinese japanese korean filipino vietnamese just like a whole big i mean everything is it the biggest continent asia it is right yeah i think it is but i mean russia do you count russia yeah (laughs) that's a thing like you do you or do you not i don't know if a russian guy comes here has a kid is that kid asian american Well, I think Russia split down the middle. So it depends on what part of Russia oh, they're okay. from. That's the, the Asian question. part of Russia. And yes. Right. Obviously. <laughs> All right. So I, I've been thinking about that, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, say what you will. I feel lately, specifically in the entertainment industry, Asians have been getting a larger chunk and more opportunities. I think more than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Not, not like more than anybody else. Yeah. More comparative to themselves in the past. Yes. So I'm everywhere all at once. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Minari. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. Where we're getting the leading roles. Now. Parasite. Now that. Yeah. All these great things, right? Yeah. Uh, Squid Games, all, all of, all of them. Yes. Now that I say that, we uh, are getting these great things. I'm Filipino. Yeah. None of those things were Filipino <laughs> that I mentioned, right? Yeah. So it's like, am I, am I like, should I have pride in that? Right. I know that's a big question because yeah. you don't, you don't know if you're allowed to. Or this is my side stories. Do I, <laughs> do I, do you want to? Do you, that's a good question. Do you want to? Me as a person, yeah, individual. I I already say like you you shouldn't even be proud of your race because <laughs> uh, pride is a sin. Is that you do No, well, no. I think um, this is controversial, but my view is you shouldn't be proud of something you had no control over. Like if you achieve something and yeah. you did great, I graduated college. Yeah, be proud of that. I didn't choose to be born what race I am. Okay. So why would you have pride in that? Are you allowed to be, would you think it's good to be proud of other people of your race? Or is that just also like- I'm proud of them equally, as an individual. Equally proud of any race. But huh, I'm proud of, like like if my relative completed something, I'm proud of them as an individual. Yeah. But their race has nothing to do with that. I see your point, yeah. 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 So you, you think that's- 
across the board. Everyone should feel that way. I think, yeah, why okay. not? And then um, because in a way, if you continue down that path of what the other way, like let's say like um, I've had this encounter before uh-huh. where like I'm, maybe I'm at a, I used to work at a certain city, right? And I'm helping a customer and that customer goes, hey, are you Filipino? Because they're Filipino. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I am. But that sh- shouldn't matter. Okay. But in their head, they're more comfortable. Um, they're more comfortable. But also, I know deep down, it's like maybe they they're trying to get a discount. <laughs> How do you know that you're just yeah? Because probably true. I grew up around it all the time. I'm gonna say yes, it's probably true. Yeah, yeah. So there, that that's like a, a racist kind of side of it. <laughs> I think also, but also, yeah. every race has that for their race, of course. So of course. we should do that too. If every <laughs> other race is. Well, that person is, is a stranger to me. It's equality. That person is a stranger to me, right? Yeah, yeah. If I have a friend who I grew up with my entire life, I trust, I consider almost family, and they happen to be black. Sure. Who should I give the discount to? <laughs> but even... <laughs> okay, all of this is a roundabout way of saying... um, I've been catching up on a show called Atlanta, <laughs> which is very much... Uh, their all their stories center on racism. A whole lot of them, yeah, yeah, and not necessarily like being racist, just like what affects and what society does, just based on someone's race. Yeah, it's definitely a key part of a lot of their stories, like heavily. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know that was the show. I thought the show was about Donald Glover and his rapper friend. Yeah, and it's just like a story of them. Yeah, which I thought that was, but now it's more like a um, what's the old show? Twilight Zone, almost. It's kind of an anthology show anthology now. Anthology and different viewpoints of um, situations, and uh, I I really enjoyed because then you get to see perspectives of other races. But even in that, it's like coming out. From a, a different angle that you've even in that culture you've never seen before. Yes, yeah. And the effects of that, maybe even like the indirect effects of that. Yeah, like different combinations of different uh, relationships that maybe you haven't experienced in other t- television shows or whatever. And it's just yeah. like highlighting those. And things that some races have to deal with that others don't. True, yeah. And it's even like that, even how I'm saying it now is a service level. They they do it in a way that like you would never think about. And also they're not really trying to solve that problem. They're just showing you. Okay, yeah. They're just presenting the yeah. how it is. Yeah. And it's exaggerated, right? Obviously, because it's, sure. it's a show, it's entertainment. And right? it's, it's, sometimes it's a metaphor. Yeah, right? Yeah. And weirdly enough, it has like a horror vibe to most episodes. It does, yeah. Yeah. Some of them you feel kind of worried about the main character of that right. particular yeah. it episode. It gets scary. It gets uh, intense scenes. Yeah. Some scenes are almost like even uh, like sci-fi range almost. Sometimes, yeah. Because then there's a, a, an episode I just watched where like, I know the, the way they get around is the guy was high. So he, he took drugs. Oh, yeah. The character took um, very strong, um, hol- uh, what do you call it? Like, um, Hallucinogens? psychedelic drugs oh okay okay so he's seeing things he's seeing things and he doesn't know what's real or not and, and then he's seeing scenes from earlier in the episode from a different like he's watching himself or something like that weird where like um in the beginning of the episode he sees a stranger and then later in the episode he's that stranger huh yeah so it's kind of weird so Atlanta the way their storytelling is it's not like any other show really maybe in, in the vein of like a, a black mirror that's right. Yeah, yeah. A whole shift on it. Ah, I really like the show. Yeah, you're a big fan of it. And you've been telling me to watch it. And do you like it? Is it good? <laughs> I like most of it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, what? What did I just watch? What was that? It is. It is that feeling sometimes. But sometimes that weird feeling is what I like most about it. Like, yeah. what, 
how am I supposed to interpret this? Do I like this? Yeah. I have to like take it in and uh, meditate on it. And I think um, it's getting better as the season progresses too. It does, yeah. I think um, later episodes I'm enjoying a lot more. Yeah. Because the beginning of the show, like you're right, it is like a through line story of the main rapper. It's just them. And then just kind of, that kind of just like fizzles to the side. Yeah. Now it's almost like every other episode is just a random story about not even the characters in the show. Yeah. It really just feels like filmmakers wanted a platform to make something right like short shorts basically short films exactly yeah um i i enjoy those episodes a lot the storytelling in some of those episodes are very clever mm-hmm. yeah um i really like it i'm i'm in season two and i think three is already out right i think and, yeah um, i think that might be the last one maybe there's season i think the four seasons so there's four okay yeah. well i got i got a lot more to catch up on you have been telling me to watch it and i because I only saw the first season, I thought it's just going to be more of that. It's not, no. Yeah, but it's it's almost an entirely different show. Yeah. So you always say there's like all these recommendations you don't like, and I never recommend anything. Finally, one sticks, and I'm happy about it. I'm, I'm glowing. <laughs> okay, so it's one to ten probably. <laughs> But I think this is like my favorite thing Donald Glover's ever done. I think. Really? Yeah, I think I like this more than Community. And what's his name? Brian Tree Henry. Like You like it more than The Martian? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I that's the only other movie I knew he was in. <laughs> I, I like this more than the failed Deadpool TV show you made. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's so trippy sometimes. Yeah. Um, those are the ones, my, my favorite episodes. And it's still like the backdrop of Atlanta sometimes or just like the rap sure. culture and all yeah. that. So it's it's all uh, revolving. Some reference points that I get, like like there's one episode where the, it's at Drake's like party. Yeah. So it's like, there's still like relatable, like mm-hmm. things I know about or from a distance. Right. About. I feel like if it's not kind of like this weird almost scary vibe it's very humorous like it's yeah. very funny too it is a pretty it is a comedy show yeah, yeah. so like it, it's almost like not really easily placed in a genre yeah you're right yeah yeah it kind of uh bounces around different genres yeah this is on fx right and they're i think they're really going for very unique shows because i i've been loving a lot of fx shows lately like like elena like the bear um there's another one dave Dave. I think Dave is like what you could relate this show kind of to from a different perspective. Because it's like the beginning is a lot similar. There's a rap star trying to make it big. Yeah, but then it really diverges. Yes, obviously. Dave is still like a narrative story where this is almost like a collection of, of small stories. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you didn't get to the Goofy episode yet, huh? I guess not. That's my favorite one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is, so I'll, I'll look that up. I like that. Okay. I want, I want your opinion on that one when you get to it. That's okay. my favorite. All right. Well, I, I'm going to try to catch up. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'm watching it on Hulu, so you can check it out there. Okay. Okay. So one of my recommendations you're really enjoying, I want to talk about one of your recommendations that I've been enjoying again recently. I've been kind of really digging into. We've been watching it together for a long for a little bit now. Succession. Yes. I, another show that's kind of like you're saying, like there's like uh, speaks to the country in a way, yeah. right? Speaks to instead Very of opposite ends, maybe like instead of like different like race relations, it's like power relations, right? Yeah. Like the power that the uh, the deep state or whatever <laughs> controlling uh-huh. the country. Um, it's a again, if you don't know, it's a it's a successful show on H- HBO, um, revolving around like um like a mogul. What is he like a 
He's like a yeah media mogul like yeah like news super media super rich. Who's who would you relate to in real life to that? I was thinking about the different rich people in the world like um like the, the Warren Buffett. Warren like, Buffett. He, yeah. He's like a finance guy, but like think of a head of a news corporation, right? Right. Like uh, the rich people in the world, like like the Koch brothers or like yeah. the Walls. Like these, it's involving a family of people right. that are like the richest billionaires in the world, right? Mm. Um, so I really enjoy because it's like mo- a lot of it is also like just the relations with the family, yeah. And like, who wants a pie, a piece of the pie in this whole stake of his, you know, his empire? Right. The idea of the whole show is who's going to take over when he steps down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who's next up? Yeah. And it's like kind of like this constant internal battle, backstabbing. All the, like the his kids, right? There's, yeah. There's like the oldest one, Connor. He's like yeah. not gonna get it just because he's kind of a dunce. And yeah. then there's, I think, Kendall, which is like the guy that looks like he's going to lead it, but he's so much of an antagonist to the mm-hmm. main, to Logan, the rich one. Yep. And then there's Shiv, who's promising, but also left. And the fact that she's a woman, that yeah. it's kind of, you don't, don't know. And then Roman, who's kind of like the a-hole young one. Yeah. But he knows money too. So it's like, right. I so think, I like it. You really don't know who's going to take over. What's What's great about it is they're all evil. Even the dad is like you know, probably the most evil. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, they all, it's weird because they're all family. So they all have to say they love each other and they do. But they will also backstab them just to get what they want. Backstab or maybe snide comments that if it was any other person, right. I would maybe hate that person in real yeah. life for like forever. Because you also kind of like need, they need each other sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the money is always there. The power always there. So it's like over overtaking your maybe base, what you would think you'd want to do in the moment. Yeah. So I'm wondering like, do you think it's worth it being this rich if this was your family, if you're part of it? Let's say you're a, your family altogether, they're billionaires. I, I'm looking at. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't. I don't know. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, you get adopted <laughs> right away. You'd be. Uh, I'd backstab you for a billion dollars oh any God. day if it's on the table. <laughs> you'd want to be adopted. You'll be Christopher Roy. You want to be family. <laughs> Uh, like just like the torment they go to, I don't know they have some of them have nice places but they also have bad taste like these rich people some of their furniture is like looks expensive and is ugly <laughs> you just don't <laughs> like them I just well <laughs> I don't like their style too I don't okay. know uh, yeah who's your favorite character who's my favorite character I think it is uh, Tom Womgans. Yeah. Which is Shiv's. Uh, Shiv is the daughter. The daughter. So her husband. Right. He's like so, married into the family. Right. Yeah. And I like him because he has like power, but he's like at the bottom kind of still. He's still like like a side character trying to eke in, get his little piece. Yep. And he's also like a punching bag of the family sometimes. Sometimes. But uh, like he's, he's also funny. I think he also like, yeah. he also knows the rich world in a way. So he's yeah. also kind of pokes fun and other people he's he's not like a angel because it seems like no one in this show is no one's no just good yeah. of heart right and maybe maybe you have to you may have to be kind of that way to get this rich to be a part of this world and survive do you believe that like majority of the big big wigs in financial world are like this i think you kind of have to be yeah and you maybe put on a pretty face for the camera and all that but, you but kinda, the, like these people they Think they're better than everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they don't say so. Yeah. Do you think that's how it, it probably is? <laughs> I think you're just, you just lose touch. I think sure. maybe celebrities get big and they get rich, right? And then they'll, you see them because they're in the spotlight that they're mm-hmm. out of touch. Yeah. 
I think even rich people who are not in the limelight are still out of touch. So yeah. it's just under, we don't know about it. When you say celebrities, these people are way, way, way richer than celebrities. True. Because celebrities are like, what, double digits to hundred millions? These guys are like billions, multiple yeah. billionaires. Yes, exactly. And they have more power than celebrities, yeah, right? right? They control networks. I think they, like, in a way, they control the country because there's like... Yeah. The, the I think as we get to these later scenes, I'm enjoying is the, like influence on politics yep. and things like that, and shifts in how they want the general attitude of the whole country to be. Mm -hmm. And I think this show is making me paranoid. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, I, we gotta drain the swamp. This is. <laughs> think it's the truth though it's pretty uh i don't know it worries me a bit but the yeah I, i'm really enjoying it for that but it's like ugh, gross when you see like the some of the things they get to do like they go on vacation and they're in yachts and stuff like that you think you would enjoy that lifestyle i would enjoy um being invited there but i don't want to be that rich because and then it's just like you're just rich all the time things get played out and it really looks like they're not enjoying themselves and it's business all the time when on vacation still at least that's what the show tells me <laughs> <laughs> um i don't think i would get tired of it yeah you think you'd enjoy it <laughs> would you would you could you be the kind of guy that stays at the top you know you have to do it's just you're working all the time. I don't think I. I don't think I want no. to be that person. Yeah. Even if you're just being nice, you're just still working all the time. I think I would reach the point where like just buy me out. Yeah. I don't need to be the top. I can. I'm happy giving up at the middle. I feel the same <laughs> way, right? That's where I'm. If if you got a billion dollars right now, ten years from now, would you be above a billion dollars or below? Because I think I would mess it up somehow. I would <laughs> be back to zero. I'd be, not back to zero, but just I wouldn't be up. I would be in the black with this. I don't. I don't think so. Um. Yeah. I. How fast could you spend a million dollars? Me fast. I, <laughs> like if I get what amount of money do you have to get right now to not work for the rest of your life? Oh, to not work? Yeah, to retire now, knowing you'll never earn any more money to even give like passed down. Oh, okay. I mean, just a measly one billion, I'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like if I gave you one and a half million, it's not enough, right? One and a half million for the rest of my life. At no. you could never earn any more money after that. Uh, and I can't like invest it either, right? Not just no. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I could figure it out. Wow, one and a half million. Do you think <laughs> one and a half million, dude? What am I leaving on the table right now? One and a half million. You could just chill for the rest of your life. One and a half million. Could I do it? Could you do it? One and a half million. Thinking about like, well, what would I do? I was gonna say like houses and things here are expensive, but you don't have to live here. Also, science is getting better right so i so might live mean? to be like 150 i might um, oh you need more i need more yeah also inflation right you said it doesn't yeah i'm not gonna get more so 1.5 yeah. million uh -huh. in what colonial american dollars is like it's the old school thing we might have we might have colonial space mars coins american dollars a colonial american dollars was 200 something years ago i know i'm You're I'm gonna so live I'm, to 200 <laughs> more years i'm saying is like when we get in the future we might have different money it, it might not You're be not going to be alive when that money comes. <laughs> Science is exponential in how fast it goes. I think if, if 1.5 million, it, it's out. It's like Trump change Trump tomorrow. Trump change, Trump change tomorrow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dogecoin is where it's at. Give me a hundred, 1.5 million Dogecoin. Now we're talking. Uh, no way. <laughs> Um, yeah. Succession is a good show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. The fourth season is happening now and we're almost catching up. There are some points where I need you to like explain it because you've seen the show oh, once yeah. already. I'm like, wait, what just happened? Things are moving too fast. Yeah, a lot of things are like really in the financial world and 
they introduce characters that they don't really mention how they're connected or what they have yeah. to offer. So like kind of have to figure it out through context. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot. I think that's probably a show that's like sees the, the audience and smart people and can pick it up. But maybe I'll have to rewind a bit. I think personally. that's what they want. It's like they want you to have to rewatch it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's streaming. But I think the fourth season just came out. I'm not yeah. cut up yet. I'm just about finishing season three. But you're right. Like the cliffhangers really get you. I mean, it's it's yeah. It's another recommend from from my end. You know what's weird is they they know a show's good when like our dad wants to watch it, like he's talking about watching it. Yeah, like he can't wait for the next season, and he doesn't. I guarantee he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> it's good. It's good. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> I don't think he could say the name of the show. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Succession is a good one. Yeah, that's, that's my recommend this week. All right, cool. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, that's it for me. All right, guys, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And if you really want to help us out, please leave a review. And you could do that on our Apple Podcast page. Um, just search that in the notes. It really helps us a ton. Yeah, you can do that anywhere. You get your podcast, really. The grocery store, pharmacy, wherever you get your podcast. We, you can't get our podcast at the pharmacy. You need a prescription. Yeah. <laughs> a note from the doctor. <laughs> uh, but you can do uh, all of your reviewing also on our, our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can let us know how the show is going. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let's have a conversation over there. All right. We'll be back next week with another brand new comic book. Until then, Daniel. Do you want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we got to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See ya.